It's week 16 and Christmas is around the corner. Welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast brought to you by USA Today Sports. I'm Safi Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. We are your NFL insiders with USA Today. Tyler, the Eagles are in trouble, man. They're going through it at the moment. And we just saw Drew Locke. Drew Locke have his NFL moment leading the Seahawks to a 20-17 win on Monday Night Football over Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Um, Tyler, this was an interesting game just because of all the post-game comments that came out from it. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is questioning his teammates' commitment. Um, A.J. Brown saying there are no excuses, you know, especially with Hurts playing with an illness. Devontae Smith was near speechless about the offensive woes, how they put up just 17 on Seattle. Um, and even the Eagles, man, it seems like Nick Sirianni was a little desperate making a you know change with his defensive play caller situation, having Matt Patricia, the former Lions coach, former Patriots defensive coordinator, uh, take the move over Sean Desai, um, you know, here in this first game against the Seahawks. Uh, Tyler, the Eagles have lost three in a row. They're still behind the Cowboys in the NFC East um, with a tiebreaker there because they lost to the Cowboys. Um, still a game back of the 49ers, but – I don't know, man. I think this Eagles team is in trouble. I think they will be in trouble come NFC title game time for sure. How, what do you think how the Eagles are kind of showing up these last couple of weeks, Tyler? So this is a player's problem. This is not a coach's problem. I don't care if the, the size, the, the defensive coordinator. I don't care if Patricia is the defensive coordinator. I mean, you look at, first of all, their pass defense. Seems like James Bradbury is stealing paychecks from the Eagles this season because he's been terrible this season. The Seahawks picked on him, including on the game-winning touchdown that he gave up, and not just to single him out because the entire secondary has underperformed, but Bradbury in particular. And what happened to this vaunted Eagles pass rush? They, they were uh, on NFL history pace last season with the amount of sacks that they've been able to accumulate during their Super Bowl run. Where have they been? They still have the same defensive uh, players on that side of the football. In fact, you can make an argument that they've upgraded uh, when you look at the interior of their defensive line. So I'm looking at a defense that has underperformed. And then on the offensive side of the football, their running game is not the same as it was last year. Jalen Hurts is still, you know, a, a very good running type of quarterback, but he's hobbled by uh, a knee injury that they haven't really uh, divulged that much information about. And then their passing game, to me, it seems like it's a lot to be desired, but it's kind of like the same it was last year. They have three players that they pass the ball to the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Goddard. And if, if three those good three players aren't open, the- yeah, it is. And if those three players ain't open, Jalen Hurts is going to scramble and try to get yards. But in all, in all, they have just underperformed, especially in the defense side of the ball. Yeah, I agree. They had more than 30 sacks last year, and now they barely have more than 10, which is uncalled for and unheard of when you think about it. Like they had multiple guys that were that had double digit sacks last year. Um, I, I, they're just not getting after the quarterback like they were used to. Um, and, you know, does that fall on the defensive coordinator, defensive play caller? You know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. 
Um, but this is the effect. This is, you know, we thought when the Eagles came out and won two, uh, 10 games, you know, pretty much to start the season that um, they looked okay without losing their offensive coordinator to the Colts last year and losing their defensive coordinator to the Cardinals, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it lets you know that they're a little bit more in flux than they kind of let on most of the year. And kind of the things that they've done haven't really taken hold, right? Um, you know, I expected them to lose to the 49ers, expect them to lose, not expected to lose to the Cowboys, but to see them lose to those two teams, um, it, it felt like it was going to happen or bound to happen, like a like a hiccup, right? Um, and then this Monday night game against the Seahawks, it kind of just lets you know, all right, these issues seem a little deeper, um, you know, when, when players are kind of pointing fingers a little bit at each other. And then the coaching, you know, Nick Sirianna has to say that, you know, I made this move to, to change, make changes on my defense. And we just let Drew Locke have his NFL moment on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, this is a, a real bad hiccup in the road for the Eagles. I don't think it's a fork in the road for them, honestly. Um, I do think they're not going to match up with the 49ers, um, you know, come playoff time. I think I think the 49ers are going to get home field advantage. Um, but I think I think the, the the Eagles have the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants again to end the season. Um, you know they have a chance to to kind of get the NFC East from the Cowboys. Um, I think I don't know if they're gonna you know get home field advantage like I said. Um, but when it comes playoff time and they're gonna have to play some playoff games and things are gonna get tight, are the Eagles gonna show up like the old Eagles that we know? Or are they going to be these Eagles that we've seen the last three weeks? That's the kind of the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest issue there. So the good thing, the silver lining about the Eagles, uh, as you mentioned, they have a get right game against the Giants. They play Giants twice and then the they got three get right games. Yeah, (laughs) right. Three get right games against inferior opponents. So they can, you know, try to fix their deficiencies against those teams. But when they get into the playoffs, especially – on the road because they're they're not going to catch the 49ers unless I mean the 49ers could lose but we'll talk about that uh later on but if they have to travel to San Francisco or even Dallas to play in a playoff game I'm not sure this Philadelphia Eagles team can uh win a road playoff game against those type of opponents I won't go as far to say they'll lose Detroit but even Detroit I mean I, I would be concerned you gotta show concerned. some love to Detroit man uh, you're not, not showing ready. no love to Detroit they, they, they're not ready they're not ready Look, I, I, yeah, obviously, you know, the Eagles, this is a big wake-up call for them, um, for everybody across the board. And sometimes wake-up calls, you know, are good for NFL teams. I mean, you know, obviously we've seen the Cowboys did it. The the 49ers had their wake-up call earlier this year, um, but also they had some injured players. You know, this is this feels a little bit more internal with the Eagles, and they have they have some soul-searching to do for sure. Um, it, it just you, you want to see more from Jalen Hurts. I know he's hurt with the knee injury. I know he was sick. Um, so hopefully he gets better in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, but they have the potential to be a, a real special team and make it to the final two in the NFC. Um, I just don't know their prospects there, especially when you look at the 49ers, how they're looking. Um, they look like the best team in the NFL, and it looks like a very sizable gap as well. You know, I agree. I've been on San Francisco all year. Stop it. You have been. You have been. Tyler, let's let's talk about that San Francisco then. And that, that seems like a good transition because game of the week, last game of the week, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens facing the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night on Christmas Day. 
Um, Tyler, this is a Super Bowl preview if I've ever seen one. All right. Uh, you got the Ravens coming into this game fresh off a win over the Jaguars. They got the best record in the AFC. Um, they've been far and out the best team in the AFC this season. Um, you know, you look at what Baltimore has done to revitalize their offense. They picked up a bunch of receivers, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman's getting into the mix. Um, sure, they lost Mark Andrews, but Isaiah Likely is a really good backup tight end, if you want to call him that. He might be a starter on most other NFL teams. Um, and defensively, Patrick Queen is running that unit, um, you know, to, to a great length. Um, but when you look at the 49ers, they look like an absolute juggernaut, all right? Like, if if you got Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey on your offense, and those are your two best offensive players, um, I mean, that might be the best duo in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, and then you have Kyle Shanahan just setting everything up for Brock Purdy. So where Brock Purdy is getting in the MVP conversation, uh, the 49ers look unbeatable, Tyler. And I don't know how your Ravens are going to do this week in San Francisco, man. So hold on. How are they my Ravens and my 49ers? Tyler, they're your so, pick. Aren't they your pick? Aren't they your pick to win the AFC North oh, and go to the Super Bowl? Okay. Okay. I, 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 so I get they're you your that. Ravens now, Tyler. They're your Ravens. Now. But are they but my you also want too? You also want to be your 49ers too, right? You can't have your cake <laughs> too. Which one? Are they both? This is both your teams, Tyler. This is the Tyler Super Bowl. That's fine. I'll have my cake in Hennessy too. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, so first of all, when I think of this, uh, the NFL and the NBA must not like quality time on, with family on Christmas because you got the Lakers and Celtics on Christmas and you got the 49ers and Ravens. I mean, I'm going to be in front of the TV all day on Christmas. My goodness. <laughs> what are you complaining about, Tyler? You don't need to complain. <laughs> if you're in front of your TV all day on Christmas Day watching nothing but games, it's amazing. My mom made a new friend and we got invited for Christmas Day. I am upset, Tyler. I'm upset. I'm not going to be in front of the TV. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. This is what we're here okay, for, well, to enjoy all of this, you know? Well, in well, the Dragon household, if I'm in front of the TV, there might be some complaints from the wife and, you know, family. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know, when, speaking of the game, I mean, man, this is definitely a, going to be a Super Bowl preview for sure. When I look at the 49ers' longest winning streak and active winning streak in NFL right now, as you said, they're a buzzsaw. The, the only thing that concerns me is still their secondary, but even their secondary is playing better right now with the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Brock Purdy, Burke, MVP candidates, but Lamar Jackson, when I saw him in Jacksonville, now his numbers weren't eye-popping, but he was by far the best player in the field, most unstoppable, most elusive player in the field, making something out of nothing. 49ers going to have their hands full against him. The only concern I have with Lamar Jackson is that 49ers defense. I mean, they could spy him with Fred Warner, probably the best middle linebacker in the NFL. And you have the pieces on defense to get after Lamar Jackson in that defensive line, which might be the best defensive line in football. Now I'm, it's going to be important for Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead to come back for the 49ers. They were banged up. They've been out. If they come back, the 49ers, I don't see them losing a game at home against the Ravens, even though the Ravens, they're the best team in the AFC right now. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm kind of, you know, it's sad to see that Keaton Mitchell went down. The running back had that, you know, his leg locked yeah. up and had a leg injury. He was ruled out immediately out for the season. Um, and Mark Andrews is out for the season as well, too. Um, you know, those were the two best Ravens offensive players this year, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, Zay Flowers kind of got hit in a little bit in the Jaguars game. Odell Beckham has had some moments, but he's not 
the star player that he once was. Um, and Rashad Bateman is, you know, picking things up in the middle of the field because Lamar believes in him. And it's a really nice sight to see because we saw what the Ravens problems were a year ago. They didn't have any playmaking. Um, you know, they didn't have anybody really helping out at the receiver position. And then you had that narrative of like, all right, our receivers don't want to play with Lamar because he doesn't throw the ball. I mean, ain't nobody really throw the ball to, you know, <laughs> when you look at the turnaround, when you look at the turnaround that, that they've had, having the best record in the AFC, um, going from a fringe playoff team last year to, to this point now, um, you know, it's, it's really a good compliment to what John Harbaugh has done with the team and how Lamar Jackson has taken his game to a level, another level with everything kind of going on here. Um, when you tell me about the San Fran front and you tell me two guys are hurt, I only think that improves the chances for Lamar Jackson, right? Um, you know, and I think you could put Nick Bosa, um, you know, Chase Young, Armstead, you could put Frank, you know, Fred Warner all in that mix. I think Lamar Jackson might be the best equipped quarterback to go up against all those guys just because of, you know, how shifty he is. I mean, all those guys compare, you know, combined, they're going to have to gang tackle Lamar Jackson for sure to get him down. But, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to size him up and shake him out and continue to get his yards um, when he needs to. Uh, I think the Ravens, it's important for them to establish their passing game early in this one. Um, you know, you might not be able to run as well because you lost Mitchell. Gus Edwards gets you some some really hardy, you know, yards in between the tackles, right? He, he'll get you the three-yard, four-yard gains that you need. Um, but who's going to be that breakout runner for, for the Ravens in this game? This is a game that they're going to miss Mitchell and Andrews a lot. Um, and if it's likely that picks up the slack or some of the other receivers, and so be it. But I don't like this game for the Ravens without Mitchell. Um, I'd be interested to see who is the playmaker that steps up for Baltimore. And when I look at San Francisco, um, you know, it, they've, they've been lights out, man. They've been as far from lights out as possible. Brock Purdy's playing great. Um, he's being set up for success by Kyle Shanahan. And those two have, uh, you know, the offense just kind of humming at another tune. Um, we saw Debo Samuel blow up, you know, in the last two games before this Cardinals game. We saw Christian McCaffrey just take the reins and score three touchdowns last week, too. Um, so this is this is the heavyweight match of, of the week. This is the heavyweight match of the season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't want to see a blowout by the 49ers. Because if there's a 49ers blowout, it doesn't let you know who's going to be like like – the Chiefs don't have a shot with their offense, right? Uh, can the Dolphins? The Dolphins might get roughed up by the 49ers too if they make it that far. Um, I really want to see a close game to know that we're going to have a good Super Bowl and not a lopsided one. And that's probably my biggest fear going to this game, Tyler. <laughs> I, I, I don't foresee a blowout. And another storyline in this game, th- this game will have a huge effect on the MVP voting. Because there are three viable MVP candidates in this game, and Purdy, McCaffrey, and of course Lamar Jackson. So it can swing either way depending on the outcome and the performance of those three players. I don't see a blowout, Bill Soffit. It's going to be Lamar Jackson is good enough to keep it close. I agree. I agree. I agree. Lamar Jackson is good enough to keep it close. It's just when the tide is going for the 49ers, it runs over you. Oh, yeah. And it's, it a, it's a gold McCaffrey. rush. It's a gold rush. It's a gold rush. Speaking like of real football, like so the 49ers, so the 49ers are your team more than the Ravens, huh, Tyler? I mean, I, the, I like them both, but you know, I, I live on the West Coast. You know, yeah, I gotta, yeah, no, no, no. You, you like, you like the Bay. The Bay is better than LA for you. Don't go there. Shout out to former producer Emily. <laughs> 
Now, if the 49ers and Ravens game feels like a main event and a Super Bowl preview, this game definitely is the undercard. I just don't know if it's like a, a, a title match, like, you know, a, a title match before the main event, a co-main event, or just a mid-off. Because the Dallas it's Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys and Miami Dolphins, they're looking at the they're looking at each other like the Spider-Man meme. They look like twins this season. The Cowboys are 10 and 4. The Dolphins are 10 and 4. Cowboys are leading the NFC East. Dolphins are leading the AFC East. These teams can't win a big game on the road. Can't win a game against uh, teams with a winning record, although the Cowboys did beat the Eagles last a uh, couple weeks ago. Uh, Tyler, Cowboys and Dolphins is a very interesting game. I'll be there in Miami Christmas Eve, 425 window, afternoon game. So everybody in the country is going to be watching this one, Tyler. But it feels like a mid-off. I'm not sure who's going to beat who in this game. Are the Dolphins going to beat a good team for once this season? They struggle against the Chiefs, struggle against the Eagles, struggle against the Bills. Or are the Cowboys going to get one? on the road because they've looked really bad against the bills last week. So I'll help you out. Safi. you know, in, uh, in high school, you have JV junior varsity and they have a junior varsity mm. tournament yeah, and yeah. the junior varsity champion. So maybe, you um, know, these two teams can win, you know, the junior varsity game. Uh, but mm. yeah, both these teams that they struggle on the road uh, mightily. The Cowboys they look like an entirely different team, three and four road record. And I'm looking at both these two offenses. Who is going to impose their will? Both have vaunted passing attacks. Miami, as you well aware, Soffit, they're like a track team. They can beat people with their speed and explosiveness outside and their mixed direction runs. So. I feel like the Dolphins have the edge because they're at home, which is basically the only reason because they're really and they have the speed factor. Uh, When I'm looking at the Cowboys, they lack some speed in the secondary. They have good players in the secondary, but they their speed on the defensive uh, side of football might give them some trouble. But yeah, it, it, it. Soffit, I'm sorry to tell you, I know you, you love your Dolphins, but uh-huh. they're not making Super Bowl, Soffit. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This I, is a mid-off. This is a mid-off. I, I think I've come to terms with that a little bit. Okay, I'm glad. Um, yeah, come to terms with that a little they're bit. They're better than the I Chargers, just, though. I, a lot of teams are better than the Chargers, Tyler. <laughs> a lot of teams are better than the Chargers. Um, and we'll talk about that Chargers debacle later on. Um, look, this Cowboys and Dolphins game, I don't know if it's a statement game. Like, what what big of a statement can come from both these teams and this one? Uh, when I look at it from the Dolphins' perspective, I think they have an edge. Not only are they playing at home, yes, um, where they've been really unstoppable this year outside of that Titans game. But, I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to run right past Stephon Gilmore and and Bland as well, too, Deron Bland. Um, so will Jalen Waddle as well. Um, and I think the Dolphins' run game could give the, the Cowboys a little bit of issues. And when I look at the Dolphins defensively and I look at the Cowboys offense, I mean, I think, you know, CeeDee Lamb's going to have to go up against Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, but he's not going to be like going one-on-one against those guys most of the game. The Cowboys move him around and the Dolphins have a huge opening in the middle of the field right now, um, you know, with their linebacker, Jerome Baker being out for the season and their safety, Jerron Holland, dealing with an injury to both of his knees right now and missing the last couple of games. I think Jake Ferguson is going to eat in this game. Uh, Prescott and Jake Ferguson are going to have a big game in the middle of the field. Um, and I think Tony Pollard might get some runs off too 
in this one. I think the Cowboys, I don't know. I don't know if I like the Cowboys coming off to, you know, coming off a road game in Buffalo, then got to go to Miami to play this game. Um, but also, I don't know if the Dolphins have it in them to beat an opponent that's that's really, you know, better than them. I, I just don't. I don't know if it's going to happen, Tyler. I'm really hoping you pick the Cowboys in this game, Safed. I'm really hoping you pick the Cowboys. I'm really hoping you pick the Dolphins. I'm really hoping you pick the Dolphins since you gave them the edge here. You may, you, you may, you're gonna find out soon. We definitely are gonna find out soon, Tyler. But uh, out of these two teams, Tyler, like who has the better chance to really make a push in the postseason? Like, do you have the Dolphins? Do, do the Dolphins have a good chance to beat a Ra- the Ravens or the Chiefs, or do you think the Cowboys have a better chance to beat the Eagles or the 49ers? Like, which which one of those options are you taking? This is a good question, and this is going to surprise you. I'm going to say the Dolphins have a better chance to make a Super Bowl run than the Dallas Cowboys. And I say that because the AFC, every team is kind of flawed a little bit. You look at the Chiefs, and we all know they have issues at receiver. You look at the Ravens, and, I mean, they're one catastrophic injury away from Lamar Jackson from imploding because he is their offense. Yeah. You got Mark Andrews hurt. You got their rookie running back hurt. I mean, now it's like, okay, we we desperately need you, Lamar. And so and and that side is like, wow, the Miami Dolphins, there there is a path. It's gonna be a difficult path. I don't see them beating the Chiefs or the Ravens, but they're right there. Now when I look at the Cowboys 49ers are the best team in the NFL, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, they're bust. And you're gonna have to go probably to San Francisco and meet them. And no, mm-hmm. that's not happening. And then not to mention the Eagles. If the Eagles get that home field, they if they win the, uh their last three games, they're gonna be a better seed than the Cowboys. And so the Cowboys would theoretically have to go to Philadelphia in a playoff game to play them. And I don't see that happening. So that's why by default, I'm picking Miami. By default. You know what? I'll take that, Tyler. I'll take it. That's probably the nicest thing you said about my Dolphins in two years that we've been friends. So, uh, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, Two was the best No. What was that? No. Nothing? Two was the best player? What? No, no, no. I was going to say two was one of the better uh, quarterbacks from the 2020 draft class. He's probably number three. So, you know, that that's a compliment. I mean, he's number one this season, that's for sure. I mean, Joe Burrow is nowhere to be uh, he's found. Only, he's the only one. Justin healthy. Herbert on the sideline, you know what I'm saying? Justin Herbert definitely nowhere to be found, losing more games than he wins, <laughs> you know. But that don't happen to Tua. Um, I think I think to, to answer my question to you, um, if the Dolphins have a better chance to beat the Ravens and Chiefs versus the Cowboys beating the 49ers, I give it to the Dolphins because they have Tyreek Hill. I think Tyree Hill is the biggest X factor in the NFL. Um, you know, he rested last week against the Jets, didn't play on his ankle, should be 100% uh, kind of going into this final stretch of the season for the Dolphins. Um, you know, the Cowboys don't kind of have that player. Like, CeeDee Lamb is that player, but you got to depend on Dak a lot more. Um, and I think with the Dolphins, Tua knows he's throwing a Tyreek Hill. He's not throwing a Waddle, not throwing anybody else. He's just throwing a Tyreek Hill. And um, I think he's a little bit more unstoppable. That would be my only X factor in that. Um, but I don't have much faith in that in that question either. Yeah, I'm glad you admit that Tua has tunnel vision, and he predetermines his reads. Go ahead. Yeah, you, uh, you would too if you had Tyreek Hill on the field as your best receiver. 
good quarterback Scanfield. Yeah, good quarterbacks also have you know Kelsey and Hill. You know, yeah, they don't have good good quarterbacks. And not relying on Austin Eckler to run it in every time they're in the red zone. You know, Austin Eckler is going to be out next year. So. <laughs> Let's talk about the Chargers too, Tyler, because the last time we spoke, I mean, I've been studying this for several weeks, and so have you too. Uh, we thought Brandon Staley was on his way out, and he definitely did after a sixty-three to twenty-one loss to Las Ve- to the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday Night Football last week. Um, it was an embarrassing performance by the Chargers. They got on national TV and essentially quit on their coach and quit on themselves. Um, but this was kind of something in the mix, kind of running, uh, and and eventually going to happen, and it did happen. Um, Tyler, you know you're in LA, you're close to the Chargers. Um, I guess what's the scope that you get from this firing and and kind of how the chargers are looking towards their offseason already well everybody knew it was coming um that embarrassing performance in las vegas just kind of expedited the process and you have to make a move now because the, the way the chargers performed it just uh said that they quit um the coach and they would just quit on the season and they started making their vacation plans to Cancun, to Greece, Italy, wherever you're somewhere in Europe, they, they, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> they're not good. <clears throat> would not be surprised me if the chargers lost the rest of the way throughout uh, their three remaining games. Uh, as far as Brandon Staley, I mean, I, I hope, he gets another job as a defensive coordinator to kind of fine tune his system a little bit and kind of learn from his mistakes uh, uh, during his tenure as a Chargers head coach. He's definitely deserving of another opportunity as a coordinator and then maybe work himself up to be a better head coach. Um, but yeah, the for the Chargers, I wrote a, a column for USA Today. They need to hire an experienced head coach, one with a proven track record of winning. It can't be another first-time head coach. You have Justin Herbert. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, no matter where you rank them. And then you have some solid pieces. Although you're in, got to do some salary cap gymnastics, you have some solid pieces on both sides of the ball that you can build around including a stout left tackle. So it should be an attractive job. And you're in the best city in the world, Sophie. You're in L.A. So what, what, what's there not to like? Go get Jim Harbaugh or go get Bill Belichick. Those are There should be the top two candidates Jim for the L.A. Chargers. Jim yes. Harbaugh, wow. Um, I stay as far as Jim Harbaugh away as possible if I have them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of see the Chargers aren't really known for, like, spending big, Tyler. A, a lot of people, general public maybe doesn't know that. Um, but the Chargers aren't big spenders. Um, they big they spent big on Herbert because they had to. Um, you know, they pay some of their guys, you know, like on defensive end and things like that because they have to. Uh, coaching, you kind of don't usually spend big. You kind of go – first year route, um, you know, because it is a little bit of a cheaper option. I think it's Belichick or bust for them as well. Um, and they should, they should just go get Belichick and try to make a stamp in LA. Um, the thing is the chargers, not even the Rams or the chargers really get love in LA like that. They're still a Raiders team in LA. Um, and you know, very well. Um, but this would be an opportunity for them to kind of break out. Um, especially when you look at a market like LA, you have the Lakers, you have the Clippers trying to do their best with four all-stars, um, you know, you look, you have Shohei Otani jumping from the, the Angels to the Dodgers. 
Um, you know, where are the Chargers in that mix? They're usually in the bottom of that, right? Um, and right above that, you know, the LAFC soccer team. So you're you're, you're trying on, to break LAFC it. soccer team. Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to break through that sports pitcher. I mean, the, maybe maybe the Angels are better. You know, uh, maybe the Chargers are better than the Angels, right? But so, as the Chargers, you're trying mm-hmm. to break through in that LA scene as well too, and you can't do it any better unless you go get Bill Belichick to pair him up with Justin Herbert and a good offensive coordinator, a good offensive coordinator, because you don't know what Belichick coaching staff he can, he's going to bring with him either. Um, that's mm-hmm. not something that you could take for granted too. He has to have a good offensive staff to, to really make it work. So you're right, Safa. To break through in LA though, you need a winning tradition. Winning just one year won't do it. You can look at the Rams. When the Rams have a home game, they, they're still – majority of the road team, even though they recently won the Super Bowl. You have to have a proven proven track record of winning. And Bill Belichick, his arrival will help expedite that process and help bring and create a winning tradition. That's why the Lakers, they're the number one team in town, because all those banners at crypto. That's why USC, they are more it hurts me to say it, but they're more popular football team than you at the UCLA because they got all those Heisman Trophy winners and national champions, proven track record of winning. The LA Dodgers over the Anaheim Angels, proven track record, winning tradition. So that is what you need to win over the LA fan base and the LA market. And who better to get than Bill Belichick or a Harbaugh who can win too? A lot of people don't know this, but Tyler, right after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tyler Dragon is probably one of the best athletes come out of UCLA. A lot of people don't know that. No, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm. Thank you, Safa, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. I can't even uh, to my own home. I mean, I mean, come on, Safa. I mean, right after Kareem and and uh, you know Arthur Ashe and and Bill Walton and. I'm Reggie number Miller. a thousand, a thousand on the list. Jackie Robinson. Don't forget Jackie Robinson. Yeah, don't get Jackie Robinson. Ja- Jackie Joyner Kersey. Yeah. Yeah. You're right there. You're right there, Tyler. Uh, right no, there. no. Troy no. Aikman. Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Lonzo Josh Ball? Rosen. You're better than Josh Rosen. You're better than Josh Rosen. I'll give you that. let's let's get into our favorite segment of the week with our nfl picks tyler let's get right into it man saints at rams on thursday night you're gonna be at this game right tyler yes i am yes saints at rams this looks this looks like a really big game like you said with playoff implications seven and seven seems like a nice sweet spot for a lot of teams in the nfl right now we've got about like 15 teams in the league with like seven wins trying to make a playoff push Tyler, I'm going with you on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Rams in this one. The Rams have too much offense. The Saints have Derek Carr, and it's not going great. Uh, that's kind of my my quick analysis on it um, to help us get through the picks and through the podcast today. Um, but Kieran Williams, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, and Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is like healthy enough. Uh, I'm going with the Rams. On paper, the Saints should win this game. They have more pieces on offense and defense, but Sean McVay and the Rams, they just play better and they have the better coach and a better offensive scheme. And they still got Aaron Donald. I got the Rams. Tyler, this one's a little bit of a tricky game here because it looked like the Tennessee Titans were going to make, uh, going to give the, the Houston Texans a run for their money last week, but the Texans came out and won that game. The Seahawks are coming off a big win. 
um, over the Eagles last week. We got the Seattle Seahawks coming all the way across the country to face the Tennessee Titans. I only picked this game in our picks because it looks like the Seahawks might have some life left in them at 7-7 seven and seven coming off that Eagles win. Who you got in this game, Tyler? Seahawks at the Titans. Seahawks are going to use that Monday night win to propel them the rest of the way and make the postseason. I got Seattle winning this game. I'm also going to take Seattle in this one. I'm also not sure about Will Levis uh, dealing with an ankle injury going into this game. Ryan Tannehill would be the backup in this one. Um, you know, Seattle usually doesn't travel well for these cross-country games, but they're kind of riding a high here, and they still have a really good chance to make the playoffs while the Titans don't. I'm also going to take the Seahawks in this one. Uh, Tyler, a Florida game. Florida game. I like this, but this is a game between two teams that have a lot riding on the line. We got the Jaguars, eight and six, coming off their loss last week, going to face Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are seven and seven. Tyler, Baker Mayfield balled out last week, four touchdown passes. Um, Tyler, who you like in this one? Jaguars at Bucks. I don't like that you picked this game because Trevor Lawrence is in concussion protocol, Doug Peterson announced. I don't know if he's going to play. Trevor mm. Lawrence plays, I'll pick the Jags. If he doesn't play, I will pick the Bucks. For some reason, I feel like he's going to clear concussion protocol on Saturday. And in my opinion, the Jags will win if he plays. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the Bucks. Ooh. Even if Trevor Lawrence plays or not, riding with the Bucks, um, I think they figured something out on offense. I, I know Baker Mayfield had this like one game in a million last week against the Packers, but um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad White has been one of the best running backs in the NFL. Quietly, um, I think they have a lot more to beat the Jaguars right now. I don't like any of the decisions like Doug Peterson's made. Um, I also don't like most of the time what the uh, um, Bowles does Todd Bowles makes as well as the Bucks coach, but I think the Bucks are riding a little bit of a hot streak here. I'm going to take them to beat the Jaguars. You just like visiting Tampa over Jacksonville, Sabe. That's the um, a lot. Of, a lot of people do, Tyler. A lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of people do. Tyler, we got the mid off. We got the mid off. Cowboys at Dolphins. We already spoke about this at length in the in the uh, picks. Tyler, I want to hear your pick first. Who you got in this one? This is going to surprise you, but I'm going to pick your beloved Miami Dolphins to win this game in wow. South Beach. I got Miami. That speed is going to be too much for the Dallas Cowboys to handle. And the Cowboys, they just aren't themselves on the road. And unfortunately, this game's on the road. <clears throat> Tyler, I'm going to surprise you with my pick in this one. I got the Cowboys this week, man. Wow. I got the Cowboys this week. I think that the the Dolphins are good, but not good enough. They don't meet that threshold for the Cowboys. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. The Dolphins have to show it to me if they're going to beat a good team. They They might not let you in the Dolphins locker room post game. That's that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) There's better places to be in Miami than Dolphins locker room. All right. You know that. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? I can go to the Cowboys locker room if I really look at, need a home after the game. But I'm going with the Cowboys, man. They show me they could beat the Eagles. They show me they could beat a tough team. Um, I think they're going to beat the Dolphins. I don't know if the Dolphins got it in them to beat a tough team. They got to show it to me, man. They got to show it to me, Tyler. <clears throat> Big surprises here. But we got the main event, the Super Bowl preview. Baltimore Ravens going on the road 
to face the San Francisco 49ers. Tyler, I'm really interested in your pick in this one. I still haven't made my pick yet officially, but I'll make it here with you. Who you got in this one, Tyler? This is a tough game to pick, but the West Coast is the best coast. Stop it. The 49ers' longest active winning streak in the NFL. Clicking on all cylinders. I got San Francisco winning on Christmas Day. Tyler, I like that pick a lot. Um, I don't know if I like the Ravens in this one. Um, I think they're going to put up a good fight. I can still see them losing by double digits, though, and and that's just how good San Francisco is. I'm taking the 49ers in this one. Debo and Christian McCaffrey are too good, and Lamar's going to have to do a lot. I don't know if Lamar could beat the juggernaut, what the 49ers are right now. But we'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting week in the NFL, Christmas week. Be in front of your TV, have your iPad and your iPhone out as well, too, because you're going to need them to watch some other games, right? Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys out there. Happy holidays if you celebrate them. Uh, Thank you for listening to another edition of It's a Football Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week.